0: Chapter One of Book One of Physics. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Physics by Aristotle, translated by Thomas Taylor. Chapter One since about all methods of which there are principles or causes or elements it happens that we obtain knowledge and science from the knowledge of these for we then think that we know anything when we know the first causes and the first principles of it and as far as to the elements from which it is composed this being the case it is evident that we should first endeavor to define those things which pertain to the principles of the science concerning nature but the natural path in which we should proceed is from things more known and manifest to us to things which are more manifest and known to nature for that which is known to us is not the same with that which is simply known hence it is necessary to proceed after this manner from things more obscure to nature but which are more manifest to us to things more manifest and known to nature to us however things which are more confused are at first evident and clear but afterwards from these to those who divide them the elements and principles become known on this account it is necessary to proceed from universals to particulars for the whole is more known according to sense and that which is universal is a certain whole since it comprehends many things as parts names also are after a certain manner thus affected with respect to definition for they signify a certain whole and this indefinitely as for instance a circle but definition divides it into its several parts children also at first call all men fathers and all women mothers but afterwards they distinguish each of these chapter two but it is necessary that there should either be one principle or more than one and if one that it should either be immovable as parmenides and melissa say or moved as the natural philosophers assert some of whom say that the first principle is air and others water but if there are more principles than one it is necessary that they should be either finite or infinite and if finite and more than one that they should be either two or three or four or some other number but if infinite it is requisite that either they should be as democritus asserts one in genus but different in figure or species or also contraries in a similar manner likewise they inquire who investigate the number of beings for they inquire in the first place whether the things from which beings consist are one or many and if many whether they are finite or infinite so that they inquire with respect to principle and element whether they are one or many to consider therefore whether being is one and immovable does not belong to the speculation concerning nature for just as a geometrician can no longer discourse with him who subverts the principles of geometry but this is either the province of another science or of that which is common to all the sciences so neither can he who speculates concerning physical principles discourse with him who denies those principles for there is no longer a principle if there is only one thing and if it is thus one for principle is either the principle of a certain thing or of a certain number of things to consider therefore in this manner whether there is one principle resembles a discourse against any thesis whatever which is advanced for the sake of argument such as against the Heraclitean thesis or if any one should say that being is one man it also resembles the solution of the litigious argument which the assertions both of Melissus and parmenides contain for they assume that which is false and are unsyllogistic but the argument of Melissus is more troublesome and is not the subject of doubt one absurdity however being admitted other things happen as the consequence but this is attended with no difficulty we indeed suppose that with respect to things which have a natural subsistence either all or some of them are moved and this is manifest from induction at the same time however it is not proper to solve all the arguments but those only in which some one demonstrating from principles concludes falsely for such as do not thus conclude are not to be solved thus for instance with respect to the quadrature of lunulas that which is effected through segments it is the business of a geometrician to solve but it is not the province of a geometrician to solve that of antiphon however though parmenides and melissos do not discourse concerning nature yet as it happens that their assertions are attended with physical doubts it will perhaps be well to speak a little concerning these for the consideration of these is philosophic chapter three since however being is multifariously predicated we shall begin in a manner the best adapted of all others to the subject if we consider what those mean who assert that all things are one whether they conceive that all things are essence or quantities or qualities and again whether all things are one essence as for instance one man or one horse or one soul or whether they are one quality and this such as a thing white or hot or anything else of this kind for all these very much differ from each other and cannot be made the subject of discourse for if all things are substance or essence quantity and quality whether these are separated from each other or not beings will be many but if all things are quality or quantity whether essence has a subsistence or not an absurdity will ensue if it be necessary to call that absurd which is impossible for none of the rest is separate except essence since all of them are predicated of essence as their subject but Melisso says that being is infinite being therefore is a certain quantity for the infinite subsists in quantity but it is not possible that essence or quality or a participated property should be infinite except according to accident viz from certain quantities subsisting together for the definition of the infinite employs quantity but not essence or quality if therefore there are essence and quantity being will be two things and not one but if being be essence alone it will not be infinite nor possess any magnitude for it will be a certain quantity besides since the one itself is predicated multifariously just as being is let us consider after what manner they say that the universe is one but that is called one which is either continuous or indivisible or when the definition unfolding the essence is one and the same as in methu and oinos wine if therefore being is continuous it is many for the continuous is divisible to infinity there is a doubt however with respect to part and whole though perhaps it does not belong to this discussion but is to be considered by itself whether part and whole are one or more than one likewise how they are one or more than one and if they are more than one after what manner they are so the same consideration also pertains to parts which are not continuous and if each is one with the whole as being indivisible whether in this case they are the same with each other if however being is one as indivisible nothing will be a quantity or a quality neither will being be infinite as Melisso says it is nor finite, as it is said to be by Parmenides. For bound is indivisible, not that which is bounded. But if all beings are one in definition, in the same manner as a garment and a robe, it happens that they will make the assertion of Heraclitus. For there will be the same essence of good and evil, and of that which is not good and good, so that what is not good and good will be the same. Man likewise will be the same with horse, and the consideration will not be whether all things are one, but whether they are nothing. The quality also and the quantity of a thing will be the same. Posterior philosophers also, as well as the ancient, were disturbed, lest it should happen to them that the same thing should at the same time be one and many hence some of them took away the word is as was the case with lycophron but others reformed the language and did not say that a man is white but that he grows white or that a man is walking but that he walks lest by adding the word is they should make the one to be many as if the one or being were to be predicated in one way only beings however are many either by definition as for instance the essence of that which is white is different from the essence of a musician and yet both are in the same subject whence also the one is many or by division as whole and parts here however they doubt and acknowledge the one to be many as if it were not possible for the same thing to be one and many but yet they do not on that account admit the subsistence of opposites for the one is both in capacity and energy to those therefore who employ these arguments it appears to be impossible that beings should be one chapter four it is likewise not difficult to solve the arguments from which they demonstrate for both Melissos and Parmenides syllogize litigiously, since they assume that which is false, and their arguments are not conclusive. The argument of Melissos, however, is more troublesome, and does not contain a doubt. But, one absurdity being admitted, the rest happens as the consequence of this, a circumstance which it is not at all difficult to suppose that melissos therefore paralogizes is evident for he fancies it should be assumed that if everything which is generated has a beginning that which is not generated has not a beginning in the next place this also is absurd to fancy that there is a beginning of everything and not of time only and that there is a beginning of generation not only of that which is simple but also of change according to quality as if there were no mutation produced collectively and at once besides why is being immovable if it be one for as a part being one as for instance this water is moved in the same place why is not this also the case with the universe and in the next place why will there not be change according to quality to which we may add that neither is it possible to be one in species except according to the material cause for according to this mode some of the natural philosophers say that being is one but not according to the other mode for man is different in species from horse and contraries from each other against parmenides also there is the same mode of reasoning though there are certain arguments which are peculiar to him partly because he assumes that which is false and partly because his arguments are not conclusive he assumes that which is false so far as he considers being to be simply predicated when at the same time it is predicated multifariously and his arguments are inconclusive because if things which are white were alone assumed since that which is white signifies one thing there would nevertheless be many white things and not one alone for that which is white will not be one alone either by continuity or definition since the essence of whiteness will be different from that of its recipient and it will not follow that nothing will have a separate subsistence besides whiteness for there is no difference so far as it is separate but the essence of whiteness and of that in which it subsists are different this however parmenides had not yet seen it is necessary therefore that those who assert that being is one should not only assume that being signifies one of which it is predicated but also that it truly is and truly is one for accident is predicated of a certain subject so that if being is one accident that to which being is an accident will not have any subsistence since it is different from being hence there will be something which is not being it is requisite therefore that Parmenides should assume that which is properly and essentially being. For accident will not have the essence of being unless being signifies many things, so that each may be some particular thing. But it is supposed that being signifies one thing. If therefore that which is properly being is not an accident to anything, but something else is an accident to it, why should that which is properly and essentially being signify being rather than non-being for if that which is properly being is the same as that which is white but the essence of white is not properly and essentially being for it is not possible that any thing can be an accident to it if this be the case since there is no being except that which is truly and properly being that which is white will not be being it will not however be non-being as if it were some particular non-entity but it will be entirely non-being hence that which is properly and essentially being is non-being for the assertion is true that it is white but this signifies non-being so that if that which is white signifies being properly and essentially so called being will signify many things hence neither will being have any magnitude since it is truly and essentially being for the being of each of the parts of magnitude is different but that being properly so called may be divided into something else which is properly and essentially being is evident to reason thus for instance if man is something which is properly being it is necessary that animal also and biped should each of them be essentially being for if they are not truly beings they will be accidents they will either therefore be accidents to man or to some other subject this however is impossible for that is and is said to be an accident which may or may not be inherent or in the definition of which that is inherent to which it is an accident thus for instance to sit is an accident as that which may be separated but in a flat nose the definition of nose is inherent to which we say flatness is an accident farther still with respect to such things as are inherent in a definitive sentence or from which a thing consists in the definition of these the definition of the whole is not inherent for instance in biped the definition of man is not inherent nor in that which is white is the definition of a white man contained if therefore these things subsist after this manner and biped also is an accident to man it is necessary that it should be separate so that it may happen that man may not be a biped or in the definition of biped the definition of man will be inherent this however is impossible for the former is inherent in the definition of the latter but if biped and animal are accidents to any other subject than man and neither of them is a certain being properly and essentially so called man also will be in the number of things accidental to something different from themselves let however that which is properly and essentially being be that which is not an accident to anything and of which both and each of the essential parts and that which consists from these are predicated the universe therefore consists from indivisibles some however have assented to both the assertions to the one because all things are one if being signifies one since there is also non-being but to the other by making from bisection indivisible magnitudes but it is evident that it is not true if being signifies one and it is not possible for contradiction to be simultaneous that there will be no such thing as non-being for nothing hinders but that non-being though it has not simply a subsistence yet may be a certain non-being the assertion therefore that all things will be one if there is not anything else besides being itself is absurd for who can understand being itself to be anything else than that which is properly and essentially some particular being but if this be the case nothing prevents the subsistence of a multitude of beings in the manner we have mentioned that it is impossible therefore for being to be thus one is manifest end of chapter four of book one recording in memory of Mitchell Edwards